0: And I think sometimes when you start to look for different tools, uh, you can be enamored by all the features and functionality. Um, I know there's some really large expense reporting applications out there that do sound very, very sexy, but they would be more for companies that have a lot of travel. You know, for me, the lesson in there is don't use something just because there's another maybe competitor that uses it, or you've got a friend who's got a different business. Like make sure the tool is the right size for you and what you're trying to do in the moment.
1: Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world. Helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Ziveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm Trisha.
0: And I'm LZ. Today, we're talking about accounting and finance when you are a new business owner. Like, what kind of tools do you use? What numbers are you looking at? And how you can use those things to grow your business?
1: Yeah, for so many small businesses out there, there is no CFO and there actually doesn't need to be. So, what do you do in the meantime? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. What tools and processes are essential to make sure you keep your finances in order? to scale your business. And what better way to have this conversation than with our one and only <laughs> CFO, Lisa Ziveld. Hey, hey. So, host
0: <laughs> and a guest today. That's right. Yeah, so we're gonna take it
1: way, way back to the days yeah. when we were, you know, Eight, 10 people, small business. You were a finance manager and we we didn't have CFOs and we didn't have fancy um, tools and technology. They just weren't necessary. But I think it's such great, um, the education from that time, what we learned Mm -hmm. and what you brought to the business as far as financial order and organization and the processes you created really teed us up to be successful and extremely organized orderly with our financials today as a, as a larger business. So yeah. let's kind of take that, that flashback on memory lane and, and talk about what it looked like when we were a uh, smaller business.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love how you teed this up that it's easy for a business, a small business to think that they need a host of officers, right? <laughs> yeah. And you must need a CFO because that feels like the right thing to do. And, and I want to start there because in a small business, you don't. Uh, the thing that you do need is you need a bookkeeper you need somebody who is going to do the day-to-day transactions that's most important because you can't know if your business is growing without knowing what kind of money you're bringing in and what kind of money is going out the door Uh, the thing when you know you need a cfo is when you need to start making strategic decisions for us that was about five years into the business Because what we needed to do was to be able to look back and look at trends, to be able to catch Mm -hmm. things before they were happening, to really understand cash flow that our bookkeeper, um, at the time we were using even a CPA who had a bookkeeping service, they are doing the books for you know a couple hundred clients they're not in the weeds to understand what the trends are for your business um how to get the right kind of loan um are there particular for me like insurances that you should have on the docket that maybe you're not looking at so i wanted us to go back and really say number one you don't need a cfo if you're new in business or if your business is still pretty predictable it's not growing at at the time and we were growing at 20 and 30 Mm percent each year and so there was a lot of strategic thinking that you and i did together honestly i mean you kind of joke that um you know that you're interviewing me really it's an interview with both of us because at the same time we were becoming partners and strategically looking at the finances of the business and i i don't do that by myself i lean into you and together we come up with those numbers
1: Yeah, so I like how you say, I mean, first of all, first things first, as a small business owner, you might be doing your own books now, Mm -hmm. and you should stop. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> first thing you need to do. Now, you don't have to go hire a full-time bookkeeper on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, a first great pass is a fractional bookkeeper. Or like you mentioned, we used a bookkeeper through our CPA. Right. Um, it's, it's likely not a full-time job for anybody in the beginning. But being able to bring on somebody, you in know, in even if it's in a fractional capacity, mm-hmm. to handle your bookkeeping is a great first step. For a small business
0: yeah and and to your point it should not be you and it should not be another family member y'all i think i'm i'm very talented in the world of finance and accounting i've done it most of my life right my mom was in this business before i was and so i kind of grew up in finance um bless my husband y'all with his small business (laughs) i mean he keeps like what is a chart of accounts and and i and i bring him Mm. up not to uh, embarrass him at all but he's always such a great reminder of what other business owners are probably feeling. Like he's like, I don't even know what a chart of Mm -hmm. accounts is. And so um, I think what happens is there's a lot of great tools out there. Um, I love QuickBooks, I think that's a great solution. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zero is another one, FreshBooks. And they kind of give you this template and so it makes you feel like, you know, very confident that you can do this on your own. But eventually you're gonna hand your financials to either a banker or a CPA to file your taxes. And if you don't understand really the ins and outs of what a chart of accounts means in a debit versus a credit, I'm sorry to say it, but you're probably going to mess it up.
1: Yeah. And you don't have to be the expert
0: right? Right. in all those things. You're the expert in whatever your business is. Right. That's what you're the expert at. Yeah. And so it's worth carving out a few hundred dollars, depending upon the size of your business, to have somebody else's oversight on that. I promise you the money that Mm -hmm. you will save in mistakes Mm -hmm. and the ability to grow your business will pay for that few hundred dollars each month. Tenfold,
1: Yeah. And the peace of mind. Right. That you have an expert doing it instead yeah. of you makeshift, you makeshift pretending you know what you're doing. So peace of mind in somebody yes. else's hands, fractional, done the right way um, yeah. with a bookkeeper, using QuickBooks to your recommendation, mm-hmm. excellent tool for yeah. you and or your bookkeeper. Right. So that's a great place to start. And then if we look at what else, what about, I I remember these days, but um, budgets, Oh, yeah. God bless Google Docs and spreadsheets. I like that's
0: all you need is that's a, is a spreadsheet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm gonna call us out here. But I mean, even Microsoft Office was too expensive for us in the day. And sure. so we were we still do today. We are a Google suite company. And yes. you know, we were able to buy the smallest package and take advantage of Google Sheets. And we had a lot of sheets that were talking to each other. So um, for those of you out there listening, you can imagine like tab one was the summary, you know, tab two (laughs) was, you know, the the owner's budget, you know, tab two or three after that might be marketing and each department had a tab and, you know today, we use a kind of a glorified version of that, we just have a little bit more money to spend on technology. And the thing is, as we were growing, and we had more leaders, what would happen is that there was a a more of a chance of something going wrong, the formula not being right. And so that's when we really knew when we got to probably, gosh, maybe eight to 10 leaders who had their own insight into that, that eh, too many hands, or let's, Go to a more expensive option, but yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit surprised when I hear how many businesses, no matter the size, you guys hear this from me. You need a budget, and you need to have a very detailed budget. Just don't think, hey, I've got, you know, uh, $500. I'm going to spend on, you know, food. Well, what are you going to spend it on, like? get a little bit more detailed in that. So I highly recommend start with, if you're an Excel fan, use Excel, If you're looking for something that's more affordable, perhaps you have Google suite and can uh, can lean into sheets, um, and then update it. So every month, and yes, you should be filing getting your financials monthly and review them monthly. <laughs> Please don't be that person who comes to me and says you only review your financials quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything. Just worse. bad <laughs> business. That's Just not... bad business. But um, but yeah, have your bookkeeper update your budget after each month. And so you can trend follow where your business is going, when you put in your actuals, because it's a huge, huge savings. And again, you really can't control what you don't know about, right? Inspect what you expect. And that's a great way to do that. And it's very affordable using Google Sheets to do so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy to think, you know, 10 years ago we, we, we were using spreadsheets, Google Sheet, Excel, mm-hmm. and we still are today, 10 years later at the size we are. It's just a, an extremely effective way to track budgets, and especially with Google Sheets, to make iterations – that multiple people can kind of add value or commentary into without having to worry about overriding changes and things like that. So uh, Google Sheets and budgets are, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. very user friendly. Mm
0: You need a a good forecasting budgeting tool. Use Google Sheets. And then, you know, the next thing that makes me think about is expense reporting. I was just going to ask you about that one. We have two awesome other tools we use that I would highly recommend. So expense reporting. Yeah, expense reporting. But I will say in the beginning, we didn't have fancy expense reports either. You know, they were also created out of Google Sheet. It was a form and basically you had to submit it. But now for several, several years, we've used Expensify. And uh, we've really enjoyed using them. It's, It's streamlined, again, cost effective. I don't... I think you and I are just from that cut from a different cloth, where it's really hard for us to go spend money. Like
1: that's oh a- <laughs> yeah, we have a very frugal. We have a very frugal mindset. Like who wants to waste money on something that's not adding absolutely tremendous value? Or like don't fix what's not broke. <laughs> what right. Like yeah. if it's not broken. But Expensify has been amazing, mm-hmm. especially as we've grown and mm-hmm. have had credit card users and non-management credit card users and tracking expenses for submission from different team members throughout the organization. Mm Expensify is a a great, great tool. And not um, super costly, but
0: effective. No, yeah. And and I think sometimes when you start to look for different tools, uh, you can be enamored by all the features and functionality. Um, I know there's some really large expense reporting applications out there that do sound very, very sexy, but they would be more for companies that have a lot of travel because they kind of connect all that. And I think there's a time and a place for that. We just, our team just doesn't travel that much. We have very few people who travel. And so although they're sexy, and I know that a lot of the big, big companies use them, it's just not right for us. And so, you know, I think that any tool you're looking at, whether it's finance or not, make sure that you're just not enamored by the idea that you could use a particular tool. I'm just gonna throw it out our CRM for years and years, we used a different CRM. Right now, Salesforce is pretty sexy. And I remember us wanting Salesforce so bad, but we honestly couldn't afford it. And we had to wait until we were the right size to do that. And so I think, you know, for me, the lesson in there is don't use something just because there's another maybe competitor that uses it. Or you've got a friend who's got a different business. Like, make sure the tool is the right size for you and what you're trying to do in the moment.
1: Right. I was going to say, small business, you know, sometimes you just don't need the bells and whistles. You just need what's going to get the job done. Yeah. You don't need fancy. No. The other thing that comes to mind, which I think is... we use it probably in a unique fashion, but I think that other people,
0: you know, potentially could find great value in bill.com. Yeah. Bill pay. Um, the thing that I like about bill.com is yes, it's a bill paying system and probably listeners right now are going, yeah, but I have through my bank, I also have a bill payment Mm -hmm. system. Um, great tools. I love them personally. I use my bill pay system through my bank. Personally, personally. I pay all my bills online. Yes, yes. Yes. But we want you to delegate your bill paying. (laughs) And we don't Mm. want it to be somebody in your own household or you. And the thing with a lot of those bill payment systems is they don't have the security measures that we would like for you to have. Mm -hmm. And Bill.com has been a great partner for us over the years. And so we've really been able to work with them to find great additions to security so that you can have some peace of mind, rest at night, knowing that you can have somebody outside of your own network and family paying your bills for you, but they don't have direct access access to your bank account. Right? That's they, right. There's lots of approval processes set up so, mm-hmm. like, they can't just decide to pay themselves, like, things like that. So, uh, hands down, I would recommend Bill.com all day long. And no, we don't even get a kickback for me to say that. <laughs> this is all guys We just think just, they're awesome. We just think we they're just awesome. We just think they're
1: great. Yeah. Cost
0: effective, great security. Totally. Totally. Yes. Totally. Totally. And it's all transaction based. So, again, it's it's affordable. The things we're talking talking to you about today depending upon if you're going to have a bookkeeper do this and a lot of times even bookkeepers here at Belay you know there's not that additional you know software charges sometimes that get mm-hmm. layered in there but I mean we're talking you could be set up for under 500 a month to have somebody really look at your financials uh, on a low transaction-based mm-hmm. business right because it is transaction-based yeah. mm-hmm. but again you're going to get that back tenfold so all these tools are very very cost effective they are easy enough that yes you could probably figure them out but it's kind of like watching hgtv or <laughs> some some things are DUI and some things are not. Right. Yeah. I'm going to say even like a velocity for those out there that my motorheads out there who are listening, you're going well. Velocity <laughs> told me that I could take out my transmission and do it in a, in an afternoon because you now think you're a shade tree mechanic. No. And uh, an HGTV. This is one of my favorite stories, uh Trisha. When you and I lived in the same neighborhood, I watched HGTV mm. and they replaced the the trim, the molding in the house, and mm. they did it in an the afternoon. They went from like a shorter one to a taller one, because that was the cool Mm. new thing. Mm. And, uh, and again, I thought we should just be able to do that in an afternoon, six months later, was still not done in my house. <laughs> it only got done when I went to sell my house. So I feel like when so it needed, to be, needed done to be done. So I feel like, you know, uh, I feel like accounting is the same way. We get duped into thinking that it duped. looks. Duped. Duped. <laughs> a great word. Duped into thinking that it's, it's easy, easy enough. And we can, you do, can it. do it. But leaning into somebody else who's gifted in that really does make all the difference in the world. So these are some great tools that they can lean into.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, this is this is great. So in summary, for a small business, startup, you're mm-hmm. just getting going. Yeah. Excel or Google Sheets, great place to work your budgets in. Very mm-hmm. cost effective, easy for you. QuickBooks always mm-hmm. um, is a great tool for, um, there's, there's other great accounting software out there. QuickBooks is a great one that we, we use and recommend. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a bookkeeper. Fractionally yes. is probably all you need um, to find somebody a few hours a week to take care of all all those things for you. Mm-hmm. Expensify or an expense reporting system. And it might even be to your point, a form submission, but create some kind of process mm-hmm. there. If you're not ready for a tool, just have a process in place. That, that's what worked best for us pre-tool. It's just right. knowing what the steps were that everybody needed to follow mm-hmm. so that when we grew, all of that was already baked into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then consider a bill pay system like bill.com which also very cost effective. And you put all those things together and you have yourself a great little accounting package for an awesome small business.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think that so often what we find is that um, like when we talk about, you know, leveraging a virtual assistant, I think a lot of people feel a little embarrassed because they do have Mm -hmm. a small business and maybe they're just trying to get it off the ground and they don't think they're making enough money. Or what would somebody say if they came in here and looked at my finances? right? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some things in there that you're not sure if it should really be part of your business or that mm-hmm. should really be part something that's more personal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hang up your ego and get some help because uh, the bookkeeper, what they're going to be able to do is start helping you. Even if it's not strategically mm-hmm. thinking through things, they'll be able to give you a different insight to your finances that you don't have because you're not gifted at that and they'll be able to help you start building some trends and the trends is what will take you um the the insight to those trends is what's going to mm-hmm. take you from being a small business to a medium-sized business because that's when you can do some great forecasting mm-hmm. from there um to know where you should be pouring more of your time and efforts into to grow the business so
1: yeah yeah and what's great about all this is everything is scalable so you might start with a yeah. bookkeeper depending on where you're at. Eventually you might have a finance manager. Right. Then eventually you might have some clerks. Then eventually you might have a director of finance. And then one day you have yourself a CFO like we do here at Belay. So
0: thank you, yeah. LZ. You are so welcome. You're so welcome. It was great. And like I said, I can't do my job without you. So it takes a great, uh, you know, team team in, in order <laughs> to make all this happen. And you're continue to be a great partner for me. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, we have a download for you so that you can take your one next step. Yes, guys. So text
1: the phrase one next step to three one nine nine six or visit one next step and we'll get you access to today's resource to help you keep moving forward. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next week for another episode of The
0: One Next Step. Start by making today count. Next week, joining us is our very good friend Brooke Cecil, the director of client relations at Belay. She's going to talk to us about how to get started with hiring a remote bookkeeper and becoming better at managing your money. Now, this is a huge issue for so many entrepreneurs, so you definitely don't want to miss this. Here's a brief preview. And the IRS is not very nice in their approach. No, they if are you not. Wait too long. They
1: are not. They, they have, have a not. heavy hand. They do. They do. And we want you to be able to keep your lights on too, you know, or your cell phone. Right. So let's, let's make sure we're getting
0: those bills paid as well.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to one next step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes and helpful resources, visit one next step